Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and we're back with another solo episode. So if you're watching on YouTube, I actually have two different camera angles going on, which is kind of unlike me because (laughs) that's low-key like a lot of work. But I'm currently filming my new course, and I had just like two cameras set up on tripods anyway, so I was like... I might as well just give you guys two camera angles. So now is going to be the week to watch on YouTube because it's really looking, we're looking professional over here. Okay. So like I mentioned, I'm filming my new course and I've got like a few updates for you guys. And then we've got some different things we're talking about today, but um, yes, I'm filming my new course and I'm hoping to have it launched. I'm going to say like February is my goal. Um, just because I think the topic that it's on, you're going to want to do during the off season. So I'm really excited. Filming, (laughs) filming a course is so different than filming this podcast because I feel like I can just come on here and, you know, if I have got like a little pause or if I need to say, um, or like, it's, it's way more chill, but I feel like in a course, like you want to be more professional with it. So it's low-key been kind of hard, um, but I've been powering through it every day. I've been doing like six or seven videos, which I know sounds like a lot, but there's going to be a lot of videos in the course. So yeah, I've been doing that this week and I actually wanted to chat with you guys about um, my brand deals that I've been doing. And this has been kind of like a new part of my job as I've transitioned into photography education. I've started to do like more brand deals and working with brands. And I wanted to tell you guys that I got my biggest brand deal ever of my entire life two days ago. And I'm so excited for it. It's going to be amazing. And Honestly, we're celebrating over here, okay? Because this is just, it's literally amazing. Like, I did not expect my job to take me to where it has taken me. Like, I've never expected this to actually be a thing. So to have my biggest brand deal literally ever, it's just so exciting. Um, So we're celebrating, okay? We're having fun. Brand deals are a lot of fun. Um, Other things. Oh, (laughs) guys. So... I, t- I think I told you guys that I got a new camera. I got the A7R5. Um, and I like posted this unboxing of me unboxing my new camera. And I mentioned that I was going to use it for video, like for my podcast and for whatever. Um, and just like to have like an extra camera for video and also 
it's like a photo camera, but I, I mainly mentioned video, right? I cannot tell you how many people actually started bullying me in the comments. I actually had to turn comments off on my video on YouTube. It was on YouTube because I don't know what it is about YouTube comments, but they just get really out of hand really quickly. So yeah, I was getting absolutely flamed for buying this camera and saying that I was using it for video. Guys, I'm using it for video, but I'm also using it for photo. Like I know this is a primarily photo camera, but it also has great video. So I wanted to get something that had the capability to do both. <laughs> okay. Ugh. I just feel like sometimes on social media, you say something and you don't realize how it's going to be perceived. And like I said, oh, I got this camera for video, but it's not just for video, but I didn't say that. And because I didn't say it, it was just perceived in a different way. And then it was like, oh, I'm literally getting flamed. Like I'm being dragged through the mud right now. So that happened and we've recovered, but I don't know. Sometimes it's just like too much for me. Okay. Uh, I have one other thing and then we've got some fun topics. Um, on my sister's podcast, it's called go off sis. If you haven't listened, it's like more of a fun, just like a lighthearted podcast that I do with my sisters. Um, and on our podcast, we recorded, <laughs> we recorded a Christmas song. Okay. And my cousin like does music. So he helped with like recording it and stuff. And that's going to be coming out on Wednesday. So if you want to hear the Christmas song, I do sing on it. I'm not a singer. Okay. So it's like not like I'm not over here debuting my singing career, but honestly, it was just kind of fun. So if you want to go check that out, that's going to be over on go off sis on Wednesday. Okay. So for the topic of this week, we are talking about a few different things. This episode, I wanted to do kind of like a gear that you need to get started in photography, but also gear that you need if you've been in photography for a little bit and like upgrading and stuff like that and like what we're looking for in gear. Um, so that's kind of the topic for today. But while we're kind of on this topic, before we actually get into like all the different pieces of gear, I wanted to talk to you guys about the new Sony camera that came out. Um, so it was, I would say at this point, it's probably like a month ago, Sony came out with the Sony a nine three, which if you know, I shoot on the Sony a nine two. So when your camera comes out with like a new version of it, I'm always like, ugh. Why me? Like, <laughs> now I have to go get it, you know? <laughs> um, but the Sony A9 III came out and I love my A9 II, okay? I'm obsessed with it. I have two of them, okay? So I think they're pretty great. And they came out with this camera. Number one, it's $6,000, which I do not own a $6,000 camera. I don't know if I would own a $6,000 camera, but that's just me personally. I don't know. I don't really think I need a $6,000 camera, but regardless, it's $6,000. That's expensive. Okay. But we're going to hear why it's expensive. Okay. They have a new global shutter system in this camera and it's incredible to hear about it. So I'm going to give you a quote directly from the Sony website. It says, 
Okay. Featuring the world's first full frame image sensor with a global shutter system. The Alpha 9 III is a game changer, capturing fast moving subjects with absolutely no image distortion and preserving split second moments in stunning detail. Unlike a rolling shutter sensor that records images sequentially from the top row of pixels to the bottom, the newly developed Exmor RS image sensor exposes and reads all pixels simultaneously so the camera can capture fast-moving subjects with absolutely no distortion. So if you're like me, you heard that and you're like, I actually have no idea what that means. So basically, this camera doesn't have a mechanical shutter. Like even on mirrorless cameras, there's still a mechanical shutter that is in the camera, but this camera literally does not have a mechanical shutter. Um, So if you've ever used a camera and you've gone into like ambient indoor lighting and there's like fluorescent lights or whatnot, and you start to see that roll of like banding, like while you have your live view up, you can see that there's like rolls happening on your screen. That's a result of your shutter and a result of, wait, is it, you know what? I'm not going to say that because I don't even know if that's true. So forget what I'm saying when it comes to that, but there have been times where Charlie has actually (laughs) ripped our shutter. Like sometimes when that shutter needs to open and close the actual mechanics of the shutter, like go bad. So this is a really, really cool advancement. And it's also cool that it's the first full frame sensor that has this. Um, I think it's absolutely incredible. And I love to see innovations in photography in this way. I just think it's amazing that photography is, you know, getting so much more advanced so quickly. It's really cool. And I'm not really like a, a gear tech. Like I'm not really super into all of like the specs of all the gear. And like, I'm not really the type of person that would like rent a bunch of different types of cameras and try them all out. Like that's not really me. (laughs) So for me to actually find that this is interesting is saying something because I'm not really into like the specs of it all. I'm more so like a practical, like I think what draws me to photography is more like the creative part of it, not so much the technology side of it. Um, And actually that's why you find a lot of photographers are not loving this like new mirrorless movement because they're just, you know, they're creatives. They're not like into the tech of it all. So they, they could care less if new technologies coming out because it's like, well, what I'm doing is working and like, that's all I need is something that works. Right. So I think this is a really interesting thing that Sony released and we're, I'm a Sony stan. I always will be, but you're going to find that I've got three camera brands in my recommendations for different cameras and stuff. So I'm a Sony stan, but I totally see how other brands are also great too. Okay. Okay. So let's get into the episode and we're literally 10 minutes in and I'm like, okay, let's get started. (laughs) So I want to talk about gear. 
Um, I want to talk about beginners. If you are someone that is getting into photography or you, you know, want to advise people that are getting into photography, maybe, you know, someone that wants to get a camera or a lens or something like that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what we're going to look for in your camera, you know, the different specs and like, what are the things that are actually important when you're buying a camera? And then we're going to get into camera upgrades. So if you already have a camera and you're already, you know, doing photography, we're going to talk about upgrades and what to look for when you upgrade your camera and things like that. So let's start with gear you need as a beginner. So what do we look for? Okay. And I really want to take it back to when I got my first camera. Um, I got the, oh, what is it called? The Canon. Hold on. (laughs) The Canon. Oh my gosh. Why can I, I am actually blanking so hard. Oh, I got it. (laughs) Um, I got the Canon Rebel T5i. I think it was called. That was like the first camera that I bought with my own money. But then simultaneously, I was also using a Canon 60D. And then from there, I started to use, I went and bought a Canon 6D Mark II, which I sold my Canon Rebel to get the 6D Mark II. And then Charlie got the Sony a7 III. And then I started shooting at work on the Canon why can't I, or 5D, I don't know why it's so hard for me to think of all these random numbers, the Canon 5D Mark II, and then the Canon 5D Mark III, and then the Canon Mark, Canon 5D Mark IV, and then switch to Canon, or not Canon, Sony, what did I get? Did I get the a7 III? Yeah, yeah, I got the Sony a7 III, and then I got the Sony a9, And then I got the Sony a9 II and then I got a second Sony a9 II and then I just got the Sony a7R5. Holy cow. (laughs) I was not expecting to literally list like 500 cameras just now. Wow. So yes, we've been through quite the journey. Okay. Let's talk about what you need to look for because when I first started photography, I had some um, like more seasoned photographers give me a little bit of advice. And the first piece of advice that I got was to make sure you're buying just the camera body. Make sure your camera body, you know, it doesn't have like a fixed lens on it. Make sure you can remove your lens and it's just the body. It's going to be cheaper too. If you buy a camera with a lens that comes with it, that's called like a kit lens. A lot of the times those kit lenses are not ideal lenses. Like it'll be like an 18 to 55 or something like that. And it'll be like F 5.6 or F 3.5. And they just won't be ideal for portrait photography. So Honestly, however much extra they charge you for the kit lens, it's worth it's worth it just like buying the body itself and scratching the kit lens and buying your own lens. Um, so that's my first recommendation that I got um, when I was first starting photography. And it really helped with my process of like looking for a camera because it it feels less daunting to just buy the camera body. Like when you're buying a camera for the first time, you're just kind of looking at 
everything. It's like so overwhelming because like, oh, it's a camera body and a lens. I don't know like which is good. Like I don't even know what I'm looking at. So if you can narrow it down to just buy the camera body first, then get the lens after, that's going to be key. Okay. So buy the body only. Second thing that I think is crucial for beginner photographers when it comes to buying a camera, getting a mirrorless camera. Now, the reason I say this is not because I'm like, oh, everyone needs a Sony. You know, I really truly believe that when I switched from shooting Canon DSLR to shooting mirrorless, which was when I got Sony, the thing that helped me the most was being able to see my camera settings in real time. So the difference between a DSLR camera and a mirrorless camera, you know, there's a lot of differences, but one of the huge differences for me is the fact that on a mirrorless camera, you can see through your viewfinder, all of the camera settings that you're changing, you can see how it's going to affect your end result of your image. Whereas on a DSLR camera, you can crank your ISO up all the way to 10,000 and you're not going to have any indication that that's going to make your photo way too bright until you take a test shot. So on a mirrorless camera, you're going to see it's going to be way too bright. You're going to see that on your screen and in your viewfinder before you even take the photo. So being able to see your camera settings through the electronic viewfinder and like on your um, screen is absolutely crucial for beginners because the thing that you probably struggle with the most as a beginner is trying to figure out your camera settings. Like it is not a walk in the park. It's hard. So just having something to help you out a little bit and being able to visually see what is changing as you raise and lower your shutter, as you raise and lower your aperture, raise and lower your ISO, you can see right in front of you what is happening to your image. And I think that is so helpful to help you further along in your understanding of photography and camera settings. It's just going to help you grow exponentially in that way. When we're looking for a camera body as a beginner, I'm also looking for mirrorless because of the autofocus and focus was one of those things I feel like I really struggled with as a beginner photographer as well. Like I just feel like my focus was not, (laughs) it was never sharp. I didn't really know what I was doing until it was like way too late. So the fact that mirrorless cameras just autofocus so nicely for you, I think is a big selling point for a mirrorless camera for a beginner. Um, I will say some mirrorless cameras in the beginning price range, their battery life is not going to be fantastic. So that's one of the things that you kind of have to battle is having less battery life, but you're going to have all these other amazing features, but your camera is going to die quicker. So that's one of the things that um, I wish could be changed, but it cannot. (laughs) Okay. Another thing we're looking for is Bluetooth and internet slash Wi-Fi. For me, this is huge if you want to get into self-portraits because you you really have to use like an app for... It's like like an app for controlling your camera if you're doing self-portraits and you can't do that on like a camera that doesn't have Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. 
Um, it's also nice if you ever wanted to send images from your camera to your phone, you can do that via Bluetooth. Um, and a lot of the times newer cameras are the ones that are going to have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. So it's going to be an indication that, you know, it is a newer camera. So, um, you know, some of those bugs and stuff are fixed. So that that's the main reason why I feel like internet and Bluetooth is important to look for. Um, another thing to look for is dual card slots. And this might be a little bit of an ask. It might, because I know that my first camera did not have dual card slots and it ended up being okay. You know, like it's okay, but it is really important when you're working with clients. So when you're doing client work, dual card slots is really important. Like you don't want to lose any of your work. Right. Um, so that is a deal breaker. I would say probably when you're upgrading, it's a deal breaker for, but for when you're first starting and maybe you're not like working with a ton of clients, maybe it's not the end of the world, but definitely once you start shooting weddings or like events that can't be redone, you're definitely going to want dual card slots for sure. That is a deal breaker. Um, you're going to want a bigger sensor if you can find it, like obviously within a certain price range, you're not going to get like <laughs> the biggest sensor ever. Like within the beginner price range, sensors are going to be smaller. It's just kind of how it works. But remember that the higher the megapixel number, the better the image quality is going to be. Um, so if you're kind of going back and forth between two cameras, look at the size of the sensor. If it's like for a beginner camera, it might be around 20 something megapixels. If it's like 24 megapixels versus 20 megapixels, you might want to lean towards that 24 megapixel sensor because it's going to get you better image quality essentially at the end of the day. Um, and in the beginner budget, we're probably looking for a sensor that is APS-C, which basically just means a cropped sensor. Um, cropped sensors essentially crop in your image. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically on a cropped sensor camera, if you were to have a 50 millimeter on it, it's actually going to act you know, kind of like a, an 85 because it's going to crop in and it's going to, um, yeah, it's just like, like, it's hard to explain. I'm, I wasn't prepared to explain this. I wasn't going to talk about this. Um, so maybe just like look it up the difference between a crop sensor and a full frame sensor. Um, but when you transition into a full frame sensor, that's going to be a larger sensor. That's going to be, you know, maybe around 60 megapixels and, it's everything that you take isn't going to be cropped in anymore. So a 35 millimeter is actually going to look like a 35 millimeter. It's not going to look like, you know, longer than that. So anyway, within this budget, you are looking for APS-C most likely. So let's get into some of my um, recommendations. So I'm going to list a few cameras and these are just kind of based on my research. We've got, like I said, lots of different brands. Um, so starting, we're going to go through some mirrorless options. We've got the Nikon Z50. This camera was very highly rated based on my research and it's around, 
Okay, it said $896. That's the most expensive one on this list. Um, if you're looking for a beginner camera, less than $1,000 is what I would say is pretty industry standard, but you're probably not going to find anything less than $300 is going to be my guess, just kind of based on what I've found. And honestly, less than 400 is kind of rare. Um, so the Nikon Z50, this is a mirrorless option. And um, yeah, Nikon, the Nikon Z series is really great. Um, you know, it's their mirrorless series. Same with the Canon R series. That's their mirrorless series. So if you're wondering, is this mirrorless or not with Nikon, it's going to be Z, whatever is going to be mirrorless Canon. It's going to be R, whatever is mirrorless. And with Sony, all of Sony's cameras are mirrorless. So the Nikon Z50, that's a mirrorless camera. It's $896 currently on Amazon. And I'm actually going to create an Amazon list in my Amazon storefront with all of these cameras and all the gear listed and I'll name it like, uh, like some sort of like podcast episode name. So you can tell that that's the list. Um, and I'll link it in the description for you guys. If you want to kind of like do comparisons and stuff like that, or send links to someone, if you're looking to buy someone a camera or whatever. Okay. The next camera, <laughs> I was going to say Canon, but I, okay. That's why I said it like that. The next camera is the Canon EOS R50. So we had the Nikon Z50. Now we've got the Canon R50. This is also a mirrorless camera and it is $5.99 on Amazon. So I do find that the beginner, a lot of the beginner cameras that are like top rated are Canons. But then when, it, when you start to transition to full frame, that's when a lot of the Sony cameras start to become the top rated cameras. So it's very interesting because if you were just to go by ratings, you'd get like a Canon mirrorless camera and then you'd have to switch camera brands and sell all your lenses and then switch to Sony when you upgrade. Um, so it's just interesting, you know, both brands kind of need to work on both sides of things. Um, okay. The next camera we have is the Canon EOS R100 and this one is only 429. So this is going to be the cheapest one on our list. This is another mirrorless camera. Um, the next one is a Sony camera. It's the Sony Alpha ZV E10 and this is 598. Um, this one is rated really well for video as well. So if you're wanting to do kind of a mix of photo and video, this would be a really good camera for you. Um, this is the only Sony one that I have on this list. I usually do recommend the Sony a 6,000, but at this point that camera's pretty dated. So I would say there's a version, a new version of that camera. That might be a good one to look into. Um, that one's mirrorless as well. Um, the next two are going to be DSLR cameras. And I mentioned my first camera ever was the Canon rebel T5. Um, on our list is the Canon Rebel T7. So I believe this is just like a newer version of the T5 would be my guess, the Rebel T5. Like, I think when they come out with new versions, they just start going, like it was T3, and I don't know if they had a T4, but then they have T5, T6, and now there's a T7. 
Um, this is kind of like a very classic beginner camera, if I'm going to be real. It is a DSLR camera. Um, this one is $479. Um, but, you know, it's been around for the Canon Rebel series has been around for a while. And um, yeah, it just goes to show that's a pretty good beginner camera because it's been along for so been around for so long, you know. Um, so the last one on my list for beginners is the Nikon D3500. And this one is $517. This is a DSLR camera. It is, this one also feels like it's been around for a while. This like series of Nikon cameras. Um, and it has great reviews, but also it's a DSLR camera. So, you know, pros and cons, pros and cons. Okay, so that's my list of cameras that I would recommend. And I did want to talk about lenses as well um, because I told you to get just the camera body, but it's like, okay, what lens do I get? So I'm always, always going to recommend um, the 50 millimeters for any of these cameras. So the 50 millimeter F 1.8. The thing to keep in mind that was kind of hard for me to comprehend when I um, first started photography, each camera has a different lens mount. Um, so, you know, all of the, I think it like they're, they're just called different mounts. Like with there's E mount, there's EF mount, there's R mount for the Canon mirrorless series. So when you're buying a lens, you want to make sure the mount matches up with what mount your camera takes. So first get your camera. Let's say you get the Canon um, R50. You're going to be looking for Canon R mount cameras or lenses, Canon R mount. Um, at least I think so. Let me, let me double check my facts here because that would be really bad if um, I was telling you guys the wrong mount. Okay. And literally all you have to do is type in your camera name and type lens mount afterwards. Um, okay. So the Canon R50 is compatible with the RF lens group. So not, not R mount, but it's RF. Let me just read more about this. See, this is why this is why we Google things. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So on, okay. Yeah. It says Canon RF mount. So basically I'm on the Canon website and I went down to specs and it brought me right to the lens mount area. So make sure you are getting the right lens mount. I'm always going to recommend the 50 millimeter. Every single one of these brands, Nikon, Canon, Sony, Canon mirrorless, Nikon mirrorless, they're going to have a 50 millimeter version to, that, to go with the camera that you get. Okay. So it's going to be a 50 millimeter F 1.8. I recommend this basically for anyone starting photography. It's really good for portraits. Um, and my next recommendation is also the 85 millimeter F 1.8 for portraits. This is a great beginner lens. It's not too expensive. I do believe you can get them used. We just sold ours. That was like Charlie's first lens ever. 
and he just sold it, I think for around $300. So that's a great option for beginners as well. If you are wanting to get into like street photography or more landscape photography, um, a kit lens actually might be good for you, like a 16 to 55, or it might be 18 to 55. I don't know. Um, but you're going to have um, aperture restrictions with that. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So we're going to now transition to talking about upgrading your camera. So I have a feeling I've got some beginner listeners, but I also have some like (laughs) intermediate slash potentially full-time listeners. And I want to talk about when to upgrade your camera and all of that, because I'm sure a lot of you, if you're listening to this podcast, you at least have some experience with photography. If you don't have your own camera, um, you know, you've been using someone else's or something like that. So you have experience and let's talk about kind of taking that next step. So your second camera, basically, um, how do you know when it's time to upgrade your camera? This is a very interesting question and it's kind of hard to answer because it's different for everyone. Um, but my first and obvious answer you have to upgrade if your camera literally doesn't work anymore, which a lot of people get to this point where like their shutter breaks or I don't even know what happens. One of my friends, her shutter just tore. And then one of my other friends, her, um, what is it called? The shutter count on her camera was literally so high. Her shutter was at like 99% worn or something like that. Um, and I think how you check that is by plugging your camera into your computer and like, you know, looking on like some sort of website or something. I don't know. Cause I've never done that, but, um, yeah. And if your camera gets to the point where it's like, my camera literally doesn't work anymore, you definitely need to upgrade. A lot of people will keep their beginner camera as their backup camera in case they need it. So if you, you know, are shooting weddings or something, it's important to have a backup camera. So a lot of people will, keep that beginner camera in their bag just in case something happens to their new camera. Um, Okay. How do you know it's time to upgrade if there's something very inconvenient about your camera? So for example, if your battery life sucks and you're like, this sucks and I really struggle with the fact that my camera battery sucks. Or if you struggle with your autofocus, if you feel like you're never getting super sharp and crispy images, that could be a result actually of your camera. It might not be like a user error thing. It might be your camera just like doesn't have great autofocus. Um, Another reason to upgrade, if you want to see better image quality and the reason being is like the reason you're not going to have the best image quality, like I mentioned earlier, is these beginner cameras don't have the best sensor size like it's a good size sensor but it's not going to be like the best image quality out there because you know as you upgrade to a more advanced camera your sensor size actually goes up to a full frame sensor um, and that's going to be much higher image quality so if you want to see better image quality that's also a reason to upgrade Um, if your camera's features are limiting your ability to um, like operate your camera as smoothly as you want to. So for example, one of my cameras, I really liked touchscreen and 
some of my, like one of my cameras didn't have touchscreen. I don't think my A92 has touchscreen. Um, but like for me in that beginning phase, touchscreen was kind of a thing for me because it was really easy for me to just like tap to focus. Um, so if that's something that you're like, oh, it's a deal breaker for me, I want touchscreen and that's something that my, my camera doesn't currently have, that might be a good reason to upgrade. And I'm sure as you guys use your cameras more and more often, you find reasons that you want to upgrade or don't want to upgrade. So um, that's another reason. Um, also, if your camera is kind of hindering you from taking good photos, like if your autofocus isn't great, those are things that like actually make a big difference <laughs> when you're, you know, doing photography. If you have multiple shoots a week, like, you need to have good focus. Like if you feel like, oh, my photos just aren't hitting focus. Like my camera is just not hitting focus. The reason honestly could be your camera. Like it might not be a you thing. So um, that is a very limiting thing with some cameras for sure. I noticed specifically in my Canon 60 Mark II that my photos were like never sharp and I could not figure it out. And then I upgraded to a different camera and I was like, oh, it was literally my camera. <laughs> also, I had like an off-brand lens. So I was using like the Sigma 35 millimeter instead of the Canon 35 millimeter. Um, and I found that that made a little difference, not like the biggest difference, but it did make a slight difference. Um, and the last reason to upgrade your camera, obviously there's tons of reasons, but um, if you are being booked frequently and you are using your camera all the time and this is becoming a full-time job for you, definitely upgrade because a new camera is a write-off, which is great for your business, um, for tax deductions, if you need more deductions. Um, but you know, if you're shooting all the time, you're going to want, you know, like a good camera, like you're using it multiple times a week. That's like, if you're a Uber driver, you're going to want like a decent car because you're literally going to be in the car eight hours a day. Like, I don't make the rules. Like if you use something frequently, make it nice. Like that's why people have like super nice espresso machines because it's like, I make a latte every single day. Like I need to have good espresso. Like this is a big deal to me. Um, and your camera is a big deal. So this is me basically giving you permission to upgrade, get an espresso machine and get a new car. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't recommend going into debt for any of those things. Okay. So gear. Let's talk about what things I would recommend. Um, so what are we looking for when we're upgrading our camera? We are looking for a full frame sensor. Um, a lot of the times the price point kind of dictates full frame or crop sensor, but just make sure when you're looking at the specs of your camera, we're looking for full frame. In my opinion, I think you should be looking for mirrorless for sure mirrorless is kind of where the industry is headed. You know, we're seeing so many advances towards mirrorless. Uh, at this point, I feel like it's just a fact, but if you think it's just my opinion, that's fine too. But I personally think look for mirrorless for your next upgrade. Um, and then we're looking for a larger sensor somewhere in the, I mean, I just looked at one camera and it was 60 megapixels. I think that was the um, Sony R5, the one that I just got. Um, but you know, you can, you can tell the difference. Like the crop sensors are around like 20 megapixels and 
you know, full frame is going to be, you know, there's 60 megapixels, maybe it's like 50 or something like that. Um, so we're also looking for that when we're, you know, looking for a new camera. Um, okay. So I have a few of my recommendations listed out. I don't have as many as last time because I feel like I just kind of picked some ones that I knew of. Like I didn't do as much research. Like I just kind of picked some off the top of my head. Um, first is the Canon R6 Mark II. So this one's around $2,000 on Amazon. And this one is mirrorless. Okay. I, sh- I think all of these, yeah, all of these are mirrorless. Um, the R6 is a great camera. So great. It's like Canon's mirrorless line. Love it. We love to see it. Um, a thing to consider when you're going from your beginner camera to this intermediate, more advanced camera, consider the fact that when you, if you switch brands, you're probably going to have to sell all your lenses too. Um, I try to recommend if you're a beginner, just starting out having just like maybe one, maybe two lenses, like don't go crazy and have like six lenses unless you really want to, but like it's the more you collect lens wise, the harder it is to go and then switch to a different brand. Um, and when you're first starting out that camera brand, like is just kind of like, you're just getting a feel for it. You know, you're just getting into it. So, um, that's something to keep in mind, but I do understand like, it's nice to go from Canon to Canon. Like it's nice to go from Sony to Sony because it's just what you're used to. Um, so that's just a little side note I wanted to make. So the Canon R6 Mark II, great camera. We love her. Anything in the Sony A7 line. So they have the A7 III, they have the A7 IV, which is newer. And that one is good for video as well. Um, but the A7 IV is basically like the new version of the A7 III. And the A7 III is an icon. If you guys don't know, like the A7 III is like the classic Sony camera. Like I feel like they got really popular because of this specific because of the a7 III. Um, so the a7 IV is one that I recommend. Um, and anything in the Sony a7 R series is also great too. These range in price points. They start around, I would say $2,000. You can get an a7 III for around 15 or 1600. Um, but then, you know, that price point starts to go up a little bit. I think the a7 IV is around $3,000. Um, and then same with the a seven R five, that's around three. Um, you're going to see these camera upgrades are in the multiple of thousands of dollars. Like that's just, just what happens as your technology gets better and you get a better camera. It's going to be more expensive. Okay. So just be ready for that. Okay. We're ready. We like to save. This is, uh, we're in off season, maybe save a little bit, maybe wait until you get your first booking for next year and buy a camera. I don't know. Okay. Okay. My next recommendation is the Nikon Z2. This is a mirrorless camera. This one is $2,300. If we are looking for a good budget full frame camera, I believe, let me double check that this is full frame. Hold on. It's the Canon R8 is what, um, 
I wrote down, but I really want to make sure this is full frame. Okay. Yeah, it's full frame. Oh, cool. Sly. So the Canon EOS R8, this is a full frame camera body. It is mirrorless and it's $1,300 is what I saw on Amazon. So I don't know. That's, that's a pretty good deal, guys. That's, that's a pretty good option. Truly that and the Sony a seven three would be really good. Like more affordable options for sure. Um, so let's talk about lenses real quick, I guess. Um, I feel like at this point, when you start to upgrade your camera body, this is the point where you start to kind of understand the lenses that you're looking for, the lenses that you like to use, like do you like a really low aperture capability? Do you like a longer lens? I feel like those are some of the things you start to figure out after your first camera. So um, I can just tell you like some of my favorite lenses and the ones that I recommend. I just got the 24 to 70 f 2.8 for doing some more video work and it truly is an amazing lens. And I do kind of wish I had it sooner because it would be really good for weddings. Like I specifically am thinking about standing at the front of an aisle and be, being able to have that 70 zoom, but then being able to back out all the way to like 35 or 24 for when like the bride comes up the aisle, like the possibilities are endless. I feel like it's a kind of a trendy lens as well. It's very timeless, but right now the trend is like kind of those film inspired photos. And a lot of the times film just has like a higher aperture look to it. So, um, that's one of my favorite lenses. It's very versatile. I do also really love like the classic 50 millimeter. I actually have the 50 millimeter F 1.2, which is a little bit of a splurge, but, um, we love her. And obviously a flagship lens is the 35 millimeter F 1.4. It's a great lens. And we've got some, good options um off-brand wise you can look into sigma they're a really good um off-brand brand brand, an off-brand brand um so yeah those are a few of my recommendations but I hope this episode gave you a little bit more insight onto into some of the technical specs of buying a camera but also I wanted to make this episode to be a resource for you and to make it not seem as daunting. Like gear doesn't have to be as daunting as you think. And I don't know. I'm the perfect example of this because I literally went and bought a camera made for photo and I want to use it for video and I'm literally getting flamed for it. Like I just think it goes to show it's not that serious. Like, (laughs) like each camera kind of does, it does what it needs to do. It takes photos, it takes videos, you know? So I just wanted to make this episode so that you don't overthink it and um, just kind of give you a little bit of a guide for some recommendations. So that's it for today's episode, guys. I'm so glad that you tuned in and listened all the way to the end. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, can you please leave me a review? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can like subscribe or whatever. But um, we've got some fun episodes. I think my next episode, I'm going to do some submissions with you guys. So keep an eye on my Instagram stories this week. I'm going to post like um, a little Google form for you guys to submit your answers to something. Um, And I think it's going to be a really good episode. So keep an eye out for that. And that's it for the episode today. Thank you guys so much for listening and have an amazing rest of your day. Exposure.
Probably the highlights and the shadows is my composure All the layers above, all the edits and tweaks, I know her I am so done, need more time developing in my red room It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking it doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking you, taking you, taking you Never gonna stop finding good old shoes 